Listener discretion is advised as the Ebenistas podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Oh, f- So, okay, so tell me, um, really quick, sorry, I'm looking. Um, we were talking about spooky stuff yesterday, but so spooky stuff over there. You can't really see I it because the camera is I can see it. But maybe it's this, maybe it's the monitor I'm looking at because I have two monitors and one of my monitors is a little bit older. So wow. Just cut that cut that part out of the Alright. So how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> We've had like a bit of a crazy morning. Um, yeah, you know, it's just been just trying to get everything set up and you know, we haven't recorded in a while. It's a new season, new uh you know, new things, so switched up my background a little bit just 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 a little bit um yeah so that's it but i'm good yeah how are you Uh, i'm okay this child woke me up at like the crack of dawn literally like the sun wasn't even all the way up and i was like this is unacceptable like what are you doing and i just heard him in his room like and i was like no no, it's too early. Don't do, do it. Don't do it, bro. And he went to sleep like an hour late, too, because we had company. We had some friends um, from back in Miami that were in town. So they just came by um, just to hang out for a bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And you would think that would wear him out, but nope. Nope. Not at all. So oh, that was my morning. was just trying to get him settled and breakfast and all that stuff. And then Bill took out the uh, Halloween stuff. So we're going to decorate after this. Um, nice. I saw Teresa outside decorating um, with her family. So they always do like, um, they have a big tree like on their lawn like we do. Um, mm-hmm. And they put like little ghosts in the tree. Um, That's nice. And it always looks really cute. Um, so anyways, so happy spooky season, friends. So I love the weather. This is like my mm. fall is like the best weather for me. Uh, the Halloween, not so much, but yeah. everything else. I think I have an idea for a costume this year, though. So fingers crossed. I, I know. Wow. Mm. You got somewhere to go? No. <laughs> I just that's what I thought. Like since like because typically you're you're not dressy uppy and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, such a mess up somewhere to go. No, but like if we record or something, like I think I have an idea of what I would want to do this year. Because last year I like threw together something like the Frankenstein stuff. Yeah, and then it was cute. So this year I I have like an idea. I hope I can pull it off, but we'll see. You should do a party. Oh, like, God, a little no. get a get together. No. Why not? Um. Yeah, no. What is it with you and like? But you guys get don't you? You and your friends get together often. So I mean, we there's a large group of us, so there's always like birthdays and stuff that are happening. So like we have an event in October, then we have my birthday in November, and then you know, so we always end up seeing each other like once a month or so. Mm-hmm. So, um, but nothing for like Halloween it's specifically. Never Halloween. Nah, meh. I mean, if someone invites me to something, I might go, but I, no one is really doing anything. You guys, got, you guys have like literally like thirty days. You're good. You got time. We've got time. What are you doing for Halloween? Haven't decided yet. Um, we saw another, um, a couple friend last night. They stopped by to pick something up, and we literally were t- 
talking about that last night. We were like, so party? Or just like, just need to figure out whose house? Other than that, sure. So <laughs> um, I'm hoping we'll we'll do something. We're already, we're already planning or trying to plan a, a New Year's party too. So I'm like, that would be nice. So, I think New Year's parties are one of the best parties that you can throw. People are usually in a good mood. They're happy. Champagne. It's it's just great. Like I I love New Year's. I love yeah. starting a new yeah. fresh year. Girl, I just realized. Now I just realized. I'm like my heart is hurting. Have you never been to a good Halloween party? No. I'm sorry. I remember growing <laughs> up though, like then you know in my neighborhood they were we were big Halloween people in my neighborhood, not my family, but mm -hmm. we were able to like go through people's haunted houses and stuff like that, like in their homes, and I love those. Mm -hmm. um, but you know we stopped being able to do that pretty, uh, you know, like into my teens. Like obviously I wasn't going trick or treating anymore, but and then when you have like when you're around kids, like Halloween takes on a whole new meaning and it becomes so much more exciting and fun because you're seeing it through their eyes and you want to make it special for them. Um, so when I was with like my nieces and my nephew, you know, watching them get dressed up and that was awesome. And then like my godson, like, you know, it, it's just, it's fun. It's better when you have kids around. Interesting. Um, I guess cause I, maybe it's because I just never lost that. Like I never, there was never room for me to lose that. Like we always, I had, you know, my siblings, so that was, you know, whatever, but I was always surrounded by, I guess, I mean, I've always been surrounded by creatives. So like typically people lean towards. I'm going to dress up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And so every year, like, especially in Miami, like, I don't know if you remember, but the Grove. Um, yeah. It used to be, like, Love ridiculous. The Grove. So we would always plan, like, something down there, like, go see that. Or we just hang out at, at each It's just hanging out at each other's houses, you know, whether it's watching a horror movie or just, like, just dressing up for each other kind of thing. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I do uh, remember Tati, when I first met her. She was like, you know, she dressed normal or whatever. And then like on Halloween, I was like, oh, girl, yes. <laughs> like her whole personality came. What did she dress up as? Do you remember she had like, it was, it was like a, like a one piece. We and it was kind of like a together. high cut. Yeah. Oh, remember that. never mind. <laughs> I'm just saying, remember, we never met in Miami. Um, no, but I feel like you would have seen the pictures online. Me? And you were, I think you were living down there at that point. Maybe. What was she dressed up as? I, it was some sort. It must have been like some sort of like either cosplay, anime or something. But it was like a high cut, like um, like almost like a bathing suit almost. And then she had like a little like band around her leg. I feel like there was some ammo somewhere on there. But that girl looked good. I was like, <laughs> oh yes, That's like awesome. yeah, she looked amazing. Like seeing her made me want to dress up for Halloween. I was like, yes. That's awesome. I, I, I mean, I can't pull that off because, but like. I, maybe I, it might be fun to kind of play dress up. Listen, get your cosplay on or whatever you call it, whatever you want to call it. So, um, yeah, so that's us for Halloween. I guess we'll, as the month goes on, we'll see where we're at. Um, but welcome back to season three, guys, of the Ebenezer's podcast. Um, yes. As always, I am Jabby and my lovely co-host is... I'm Doreen. Today, all day, every day. Wow, you sound really excited about that, Doreen. <laughs> Don't sound too excited about being Doreen. <laughs> oh my gosh. So maybe hopefully as the show goes on, because we have some drinks in front of us. Um, we didn't tell each other what the drinks were. So tell me uh, what your drink is. Okay, so for the drink of the episode, I decided to do something, you know, themed with like Halloween, October. And so my drink is actually called the Black Widow Smash. Um, and so it's 
like blackberries that I muddled with a little with some tequila, some lime and honey, and then um, a sprig of rosemary, and then a little bit of like what do they call that? Like club soda, I guess, like a little yeah. you know fizzy water over that. And so here it is. That sounds amazing. And then I just threw in a couple blackberries just as like a little show, but like yeah. All right, so we're, I'm gonna taste it. I haven't tasted it yet. Oh, so, okay, ready? Go, go. Right, so it's in my Ebenistas glass because you know love it. Oh, wait, I did the two hand holding thing. Like, I'm not a child. Yeah, right. like, are you... <laughs> She's like, juice, juice. <laughs> okay, so it's it's lighter than I thought it was going to be. It's really refreshing. The The blackberries are really good. Um, and the rosemary adds a little something different to it. So overall, yes, I like it. I'm yeah, surprised that you did all that. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Um I did, I could not find something. Everything that I found was like super like, I gotta go back out to the store. I don't have time to go to the store. This is what I have. So um, I did a, I wanted to do like a witch's brew one. I found one that was super cute, but I was nice. like, I don't have the things. So what I did was a pumpkin spice oh. uh, martini. And so mm. it's pretty. I love well, martinis, cheers. plus I love my glass. Cheers. Oh, it's so cute. I love the little rim. Okay. Listen. Yes. So I did extra um, effort. It was it called, I can't remember, it called for Bailey's, I think, if I'm not mistaken, but don't have that. So I just made my own pumpkin spice syrup. Um, and then it just calls for like all the other regular seasonings that you put in like pumpkin spice and I pumpkin spice liqueur and whatever. You just mix that shit up and boom, martini. So have we talked about how much I hate pumpkin everything? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's that time of the year. I just like a, a Halloween hater. Wait, we're supposed to cheers, right? Salud. We did cheers, didn't we? Salud. Like... You're like a Halloween hater. That's extreme. You're like, I don't like pumpkin. Uh, although I did have some pumpkin beer the other day. It didn't I taste like pumpkin. It didn't, I didn't like taste like pumpkin. No. Listen, every year I go on like a mission and I buy like as much as Bill will let me buy. <laughs> like. Or if we go out, I'll try always pumpkin, 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 pumpkin. You know, whatever is in season. I'll tell you, there is one beer, and I feel like it's Elys. The company is Elysian, E L Y S I A N, brewery. Mm -hmm. I think it's their beer, and that was like the one beer I was like, "This is pumpkin!" Like finally, a pumpkin beer. And so, if you can find it, they, they typically have. I think it's sold everywhere. Um, but yeah, my first one of the season was uh, we went to the local beer garden we had something I can't remember which company honestly but. okay so I'm gonna just a random story because that's me mm -hmm. so when I first heard of a beer garden I was in I want to say Denver and <laughs> I wasn't really big into beer until I moved to Denver and like all I drank at that time was like blue moon mm -hmm. with like a little bit of orange and Ooh, all that like fancy. that was <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only way I could drink the beer. Yeah. And then as I'm when I moved to Denver, I was able to get into it more. But when someone said a beer garden, mm -hmm. I took that very literally. And so I thought you have. <laughs> I'm gonna shut this shit down. I will shut this podcast down. I thought the beer garden was they had like kegs of beer outside, like. You know, and they would put like the different, like they would grow like the hops and all that stuff, like in the garden, and they would have the different beers outside of like whatever they grew to make that beer. That's... And so I thought it was. No, no, go ahead. So that's what I thought a beer garden was, and then when I went to one, I was like, "There is no." Garden we're plants. Now. 
with the kegs. I'm so weird. Where Funny though, but that's a genius idea. And if there isn't a place that's already doing it, I'm going to cut this part out of this episode so we can do it. <laughs> hey there, fellow podcasters. We know there are so many platforms to choose from these days and it is not an easy decision. However, Podbean has you covered. With Podbean, not only are you able to host your show, but you can take advantage of their other offers, such as an ad management system and ad campaigns. Everything is so easy to sign up for and manage. So check it out and go to podbean.com backslash Ebenistas and try a free month on us. Find the Ebenistas on there and let us know how it's going. Happy podcasting. Anyways. So now that we've gone on a full sidebar, um, what are we talking about today? Um, so we are doing today episode 34, Black Urban Legends. And so plot twist. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm sorry, this drink is so good. So I rimmed it. I found this cinnamon sugar that I had apparently. And so I rimmed it with that and some just extra cinnamon because I'm not huge on sugar sugar. But it's like hitting real good. What did you do? What did you do with the glass? So I found this cinnamon sugar that mm -hmm. I have already pre-mixed. And, and then what did you do? Extra cinnamon in that. Because I like cinnamon. And so I, I really wanted you to say rimmed again. I was rimmed. really trying yeah, to say it though. And okay. I rimmed it. <laughs> we so yeah, nasty. Nasty. <laughs> mom, see, just remember, mom, it's not just me. Yeah. 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 Look at that. Anyways. <laughs> it's just hitting really good with the drink and everything. Good. All right. So episode 35, like I said. Black urban legends. When we started, when we thought of this, we were like, yeah, like there's gotta be urban legends like Candyman and stuff like that for like black people. Um, Y'all, there are none. We ain't got none. We, we, we don't have to work. Okay, maybe they were there, but we've lost them along the line, but like couldn't really find anything. Like Not black, black Americans. Yeah. Urban legends. Like, you know, I, I I had said, like, well, what about like black cats and crossing your path? But that's not exclusive to black people. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Candyman was the closest that we could come to it. Mm -hmm. So um, I was looking some when I was looking something up, it was it, this um, camera when I was looking at. But they brought up a good point. They're like, we don't have that shit because our lives are too scary anyways. Like our urban legends are reality. <laughs> so we don't need to do that. But they went over like some urban legends. One of them was the Tommy Hilfiger thing. And I was like, that Tommy Hilfiger, you remember this from the 90s, that Tommy Hilfiger doesn't want black people wearing his clothing? Yes. And so um, I was watching something and it was like, this is a black urban legend. And apparently that is completely false. Um, it Something happened where someone spread something early on in the early internet days and said that he went on Oprah and said that he didn't appreciate um, rappers wearing his clothing. But that's not true. He was never even on Oprah. Girl. So <laughs> I remember thinking this and I was like, this is, I remember falling for that and being like, oh, I heard that too. Like everyone heard about that. And really what, like apparently what happened was that his brother, I guess, um, was noticing how popular um, rappers were becoming. And was like, you know what? This is great. Like, they're getting a lot of camera time. Like, people really love them. I'm just going to give out the clothing. And so once he started giving the clothing out to rappers, of course, the sales went up and things like that. So right. I don't know where the conspiracy came from that he doesn't like that. But 
So I wonder if it was because, you know, at that time we had a lot of like FUBU was out, mm -hmm. Pele Pele. There was a lot of other brands that were like black owned and, you know, for us, by us. Um, and and so I wonder if, you know, that rumor kind of got started so that we could promote, like we could buy more of the black owned businesses. But I have no clue. I remember hearing that and I always thought that was true. So. Oh my God. What if LL Cool J started it? Had one of his people start it so they would buy more FUBU? <laughs> like Yeah, like just buy our stuff, F them people. Sean, Sean John, John was like also John. popping up. Yep. Yeah. What was the one with the cat? Do you remember Oh, the that was um, baby, baby Fat. Baby Fat. I had a Baby Fat shirt. I do remember that. I, I had one, but only because my friend bought one for me. Because I never bought any of those like main brands. That's like the Haitian family part of me. Like, mom was like, oh, like all that money for this? No, we can, you know, and so I just never really grew up buying any name brand things. And even now, like, I really, I don't care. It's, for it's it. kind of like ingrained in me. Yeah. I remember very early on, I mean, like, I mean, I was on my own thing anyways but where my dad um my parents taking us out shopping every once in a while and they would want to buy us like stop in these stores with all these name brands and to be good to us to give us you know nice clothes and stuff like that and i was like i really don't want to be here like i had like a baby fat shirt i remember um, and i liked it because it had like sparkles on it and it had the cat on it and i was like oh okay that's that was it but like anything name brand really i'm like but that's not true, though, because there are some brands even now, like if you go online shopping, you're like, oh, I love that store. And that's a name brand when you think about it. But I think what we're talking about is like these big conglomerates kind of thing. So, yeah, but that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> anyway, so so that so what you were saying, like that whole thing kind of reminds me of like the Mandela effect, because mm. in looking this up, I somehow stumbled into some of that. And they were like, <laughs> OK, so the Monopoly man, like the, the main guy. Uh huh. You know how do you remember him they're like so it turns out you probably like close your eyes and you see him right mm -hmm. he does not have a monocle does not have one i can clearly see it but he does not have one yeah and it's like where did that come from yeah that's more of like the trick of the brain thing and all that but it was really yeah. weird oh the other urban legend so what do we have um tupac is still alive mm -hmm. and he's really machiavelli or he was Machiavelli, <laughs> like that was a good, like, you know, black American urban legend, but we don't have a lot of like, it's kind of ingrained, right? We have Boogie Man um, and witches and da da da, stuff like that. So it's, it's American culture, you know, and it's our culture too at this point. So what we did, and at least for me, I don't, I, Dorian, I didn't read your notes. I didn't look at anything, but I went to Africa. <laughs> I was like, listen, my people have to, our roots. We got to have something out there, right? So um, that's where I started. Um, but did you? Do we want to review a quick review of Candyman? I, yeah, I think we should do it, right? Yeah, Candyman actually, is, I thought was really interesting that he's not based on a real character. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that really early on for some reason, but he's literally just a made-up movie character. Um, and I'm not going to give you guys the whole history, what have you. It has to do with him falling in love with a white woman. The townspeople don't like that. So they come with their pitchforks and knives and all that stuff. And you know how this ends, right? And so the hook, when you see him, they cut off his hand. Um, so you get a hook. Um, and then the bees, there was something, oh, they put honey all over him. And then the bees came and stung him all over his body. And that's how he died. Oh, so, look at me, I was like, I'm not giving you, well, I didn't give out the whole, I don't know. 
Anyways, whatever. If you don't know by now, you're late. The movies came out in the 90s. They go up to three. And then, of course, Jordan Peele had some hands. He didn't write it, but he had his hands in the new one. So mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I want to watch it tonight, but Bill might kick me out for video games, apparently. there's a big. I'm going to try to watch it tonight. I don't have anything else left to watch. I've watched all my shows. I'm fully caught up. So... I'm going to keep all the lights on and <laughs> watch it like a big girl yes. and then follow it up with something like really, really just like sweet and sugary and corny so that I don't have bad dreams. So that's that's, that's my that's, plan. Yeah. That's fair. So did you ever play with like Ouija boards or do like Bloody Mary or anything when you were younger? Uh, so no. Um, and I'll, you know, like I have the shirts that have a little Ouija thing on it and stuff in my kitchen. I don't play with any of that stuff. Um, okay. I like the imagery and like it's, you know, whatever the fortune telling creepy stuff, but I don't actually play with anything that or help invite anything in good or bad, um, spiritually, because that's not like, that's how horror movies start. Do you want ghosts? Cause that's how you get ghosts. Do you want demons? That's how you get demons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. that's how you end up dead or yeah. in a movie. Um, Basically. so I actually... Obviously, we didn't have any of that stuff in my house. Like, no. But I remember going to my friend's house when I was in, like, elementary school. And uh, this round time, like, Freddy Krueger and all that stuff came out with Nightmare on Elm Street. And we went and we did Bloody Mary in the mirror. And I was, like, terrified. I was so scared. I can still remember the fear that I had. And then you're supposed to say it, like, three times. And I was like, bloody. No, I can't do it. And I ran from the bathroom. Like, I just ran and they're like, you're such a scaredy cat. And I was like, I'll be that. But I I don't want to, I don't want to die like this. And we did a Ouija board once at that same girl's house. Um, And I think someone was moving it, but like also, yet again, scary Doreen who has a ghost and ran. So <laughs> it was short-lived. Um, Yeah, that's, I mean, and then the big thing is that if you see the ones in the stores and stuff like that, I'm like, they're not really, like, anything. They're just toys mm-hmm. um, to yeah. that point. So, like, I mean, there are real Ouija boards out there, but there's apparently this whole thing that has to happen so that you can open portals and all that shit. And you know what? I want nothing about it. I'm good. Nor I. All <laughs> right. So, and there we agree. Yes. Okay. Um, no. Okay. So, it's, we're going to have that for another conversation. We'll do that. We'll do a whole okay. episode. <laughs> All right. So, um, but Candyman, Billy Mary, yeah, I did those. Um, to this day, like, I'll still, like, I, sometimes just at the, if I'm, like, in the bathroom and I just happen to just go to the bathroom, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to leave the lights off. I don't care. Um, and I think about it. I'm like, bitch, don't think that three times. Like, don't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I literally will stop myself. From even thinking the thought, much less saying it out loud. And it's okay. just such a natural thing, even though you know it's not true. It's like, it's a natural, like, it's just ingrained in you as a child. So it's fun, though. I mean, whatever. Some excitement okay. in my life. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's Candyman, guys. So I guess for me, um, you know, and so we both had the same issue. Like, couldn't really find anything. And then I know that Jabby went to Africa, and I was like, I could also take a trip to, you know, Africa. But I was like... Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it back to my roots and go back to Haiti. Oh, cool. um, And so I, I touched on this on a couple, I think maybe last year, one of our seasons mm-hmm. um, about the Lugau, right? Mm-hmm. And so the Lugau, let me let me tell you how I got here. So I was looking up urban legends and there was a girl who was trying to practice witchcraft. She had made a post online um, and she said that she had seen, um, she had seen, what was it? 
she had seen like some some Haitian spirit or something like that. And um, and it ended up being. Oh, man, sorry. And it ended up being Papa Legba. Right. And so he is like top of the top, not who you want to mess with. And then within like a week, she's dead. Princess right. Like frog. <laughs> Right. And so um, it was just interesting. And I was like, and so that's what kind of sent me down this rabbit hole. And I remember being younger. And when we lived in Haiti, I was like, maybe like five, four or five. Um, no, I was maybe like between anyway, around that age. And I was known as a difficult child. Um, and so there were certain nights, like I remember one night, you know, everything just shut down early, like everyone was in the house, they locked the doors, all that. And I was like, what's going on? And my mom was like, you know, then I heard all this like music and do, 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 do in the streets and people were dancing and they had masks on. And I was like, this looks like a party. Yeah. And so yeah. I was looking outside and my mom like yanked me and was like, get away from the window. If you watch them, the Luga was going to, you know, Luga Manjou, which means like the Luga was going to eat you. But they don't mean eat you. They mean like take your soul. So, um, huh. so that was that was how I became. That was the first time I ever heard of a lugau. Um, and then we have like certain like nursery rhymes where we're like, oh, you know, go to sleep, go to sleep, or else you know the jab is gonna eat you. And so like that's really nice before you go to bed as a kid. Like if that's not motivation to take your butt to bed, I don't know what is. Um, <laughs> and so they, so basically um, they would the legend came from the fact that these Lugawu would take your soul, right? But the Lugawu were people that you knew, like these are your neighbors. These are your, the people that you see every day. They could be your friends, they could be your family. You don't know who the Lugawu is. Um, and typically they, uh, you know, they were taught to avoid anyone who might be a Lugawu because the Lugawu can, they can change, uh, shapeshift and they can take on the forms of other creatures. Sometimes like moths are really, feared in Haitian culture because a lot of the times the Luga will turn into a moth and come onto your property. They can turn into different animals to get closer to you. And then once they get close to you, they, they get you. Right. Um, and so, so, so Haitians typically, if you have a weird creature or something like a butterfly or something like that, that, that's that comes across your property. And if it just seems really infatuated with you, you got to kill that thing or else it's going to kill you. Like that's, and it's, it, and it, you know, different regions, they're taught to do different things, but typically it's said that they can shapeshift into other things. So they usually leave their skin behind and they can fly or travel long distances to do the business that they need to do. It's always bad. It's never anything good. Um, and the reason why they enter into this sort of agreement, the Lugau is um, because they want some sort of fortune or they've been cursed. So, um, the, and there's different ways to spell it. So I'm not going to get into all that, but typically they get into an agreement with a devil, a demon. And some people even say that it's like the voodoo priestesses, mm -hmm. a Um, and that, so, um, so they say that they, they usually do it for like fame, fortune, favor of some sort. I want to have a baby. I want to get married to this person. I want this person to love me. I want to be rich. I want to move out of my situation. I want to be the top of my class. I want to be whatever. And then they make these agreements. And then so they are held to that. Like I have to do these bad things and kill people and turn other people into Lugau in order to maintain the favor that I have received. Mm -hmm. So in doing some research, I found um, something, a quote that was like, a woman is not born a Lugau but is converted into one if her actions displease a hugan. A hugan is known as a voodoo priest whose role it is to preserve the rituals and songs and maintain the relationship between the spirit and the community as a whole. Um, so the hugan is not prosecuted by any part of society. Um, and so even if you see a woman who continuously- Is the hugan 
considered a male? It can be a male or a female, but typically it is a man who would curse a woman to become a lugao if they do something that displeases them. But it can be a woman as well. Um, and a lugao can also be a man. Um, and so they are they are not persecuted by they're not prosecuted or persecuted by society at all if you see a woman consistently vi visiting a hugan then you would label them as a lugau and then avoid them but you wouldn't take any action against them or else you can also become a lugau right so you just have to like live with this knowledge and move about your businesses if you don't know because then you would put that like target on your back um, and so some people have described the Lugau as being like a mythical creature that magically flies at night by turning into or taking off their skin, like I said. And some people say they can turn into a ball of fire that flies around at night and kills children. Um, so, oh my God. yeah, it's it's crazy. And then the other one, <laughs> the other one that we have is like the zombies are turning into a zombie. And that's where they give you like the blowfish, um, like they give you the little what's it called poison that the blowfish mm -hmm. create and then they turn you into a zombie which is like you know basically being enslaved um and yeah. so yeah um those are yeah. some of the haitian ones and i'm sure there's others but the, that's the big one Lugau. that's awesome um i love that i mean you'll notice i mean in this these types of stories or those types of stories for children and for adults and stuff like that like they're prevalent all over the world they're just called different things and so I just think it's very interesting. Hold on a second. Uh, pronunciation proclamation. Um, what did you say? They're prevalent? Prevalent. I say prevalent. Hmm. Okay, say it again. Prevalent. prevalent. Or prevalent. Or prevalent. Which one is correct, right. though? I don't know. So we'll leave I've... it to our listeners to decide. Hold on. <laughs> you have to know now, don't you? Now I need to know. Hold on. What she didn't tell me. Girl, guess what? Now you know I suck at making guesses. So let me guess. Um, Did your magical powers finally kick in? Oh my God, that would be amazing. But no, we have a new affiliate, Wonderful Wine. Now ask me what makes them so wonderful. Okay. What makes them so wonderful? Because that's a lot of pressure in the name alone. So yes, you're right. That is a lot of pressure. <laughs> but Wonderful Wine is perfect for those looking for guilt-free libations. So keto and paleo-friendly wines and my favorite, low sulfites aren't sulfites the worst oh my gosh but now ask me how our listeners can get a great deal and support our show they can go to the ebonistas.com website and look at our sponsors page and subscribe for wonderful wine yes that was it look at you <laughs> on the computer on google you heard it no prevalent so how know. i say it yep yes i don't oh, know why one for doreen in the books <laughs> okay. I don't know why I've always said it that way. Like I think about the word and I'm like prevalent. Nope, prevalent. Prevalent. My bad. Um, but at least I know what it means. Okay, I used yes. it correctly. And in you a used sentence. it correctly. <laughs> Thank you. Bravo. Thank you. Um, but yeah, the, I mean the stories are the same. You know, the go to sleep or the boogeyman's gonna get you. I mean, we looked up. I forgot which episode we did, and we were kind of going around the world a little bit, um, with like mm -hmm. the black cats and stuff like that, and whatever. Yeah. And it was so many of them were like very similar. Like there's just this consistent thing in society where we just need to scare people to into control, sort of, especially children. Yeah. 
and I'm kind of on the fence about something like that. I mean, my kiddo is still too young for that stuff, but I'm really on the fence about using that kind of stuff to get him to do what we need him to do, like going mm-hmm. to bed and stuff like that. I'm like, I, I don't want to fear monger him. Like, there's no reason for that. Like, but it's very common. I had um, I was around this little girl at like a holiday and um, like there was a fire truck or something in the background. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you this girl was like maybe five, six, she starts freaking out. I mean, like boohoo crying. She just starts like she's hysterical. Like I'm holding her like, it's OK. Like, what's wrong? And she's like, the police are coming to get me. The police are coming to get me. And I was like, girl, what did you do? Like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what Nothing. Did you- her parents probably taught her that. Yes. And so whenever she would misbehave, they would tell her, like, if you don't stop, the police are going to come get you. And so anytime now that she hears the siren, she just has like a panic attack. And I'm like, mm. you guys, you can't look at what you did. <laughs> now people are going to think your your child is a criminal because she's afraid of that's police. Terrible. Anyway, yeah. yeah. See, that's, I mean, and it goes, it goes a lot. I mean, you can go deeper or whatever, but like to cover the surface, like that's also why I have a problem with um, certain religions that believe like if you're bad or you do something bad then you're automatically like the devil you're going to hell the devil's i'm like why are you fear-mongering people like it's not okay like people are allowed to make mistakes like i'm not going to tell my child like or teach him that if he tells a lie that that means that he's you know now doomed and stuff like that like so there's a whole thing to that but i think it's really interesting that like we create through society people have created these monsters sort of and i wonder if and i mean i don't deny other beings or anything like that but i wonder if pretty much everyone's just seeing a lot of the same stuff and then it just you know turns into their own little story to call it something different so i do want to just quickly mention this like about when kids scare when kids have scared me Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a friend's house for like a party and there was a little girl there. I love kids. Kids love me. So we're always I'm just like, you know, making chit chat. And she was like, she kind of had this weird mischievous look on her face. And she goes, can I tell you a secret? And I was like, of course, sweetheart. Like, what's up? Nope. And she was like, I like being evil. And I was like, what? And my, she's making like direct eye contact. Like she is not playing any games with me. And she's like, I like being evil. It's fun. It makes me happy. And I was like, mm. Okay. Yeah. And so like and she was like, you know, like I love the way that people get like afraid and like I like and I was like, oh okay. And so I immediately like immediately left. Like I was like immediately no. Immediately no. And I was out. I I was like, hey, I gotta go. And so when my friends like, why'd you leave so abruptly? I was like, this little girl terrified me. Um she was she just she couldn't stop talking about how she loved being evil and how fun it was and how much she enjoyed it. And I was like, nope, I'm out. No, thank you. Um, and then there's a video. I'm sure some people would have heard. Yeah, deuces. There was some people. Some people would have heard of it. It's like a TikTok. And so this lady is like, so tell me. You know, she's talking to her young child, and she's like, so tell me. You know about what? Do you remember what happened before you were born? And she was like, yeah. And she's like smiling, and she's like, so what happened? She's like, I was in a really dark, hot place, and then I crawled my way out of hell, and then I was here. Says what? And she, Wait, did and she her say mom hell, was like, or did she just say like out of a place? I crawled out of a place. She said hell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and her mom was like, oh, God. And there's Turn another back. video of like a little girl like who's like playing outside with her little dolly. And like they're like looking at her and like the camera like, oh, like, look how cute she is with her little dolly. And then she's like giving it like a little bath. And then she keeps on putting the doll in longer under the water. And then she just holds the doll underwater. For, and they're like, 
what the fuck did we just witness? Like, she, she murdered, murdered the doll. She was like, bloop, bloop, Barbie. <laughs> That's it. She ain't coming back from this. <laughs> so I love it. Sometimes kids can be a little terrifying is, is the whole moral of that story. Oh, my God. You should watch the movie The Prodigy. Did you see it yet? No. It's about that whole thing of, like, um, before a certain age, kids still hold on to their past lives, basically. It's when they become, like, a little bit more conscious of, like, their current lives and their current being. And that's when they forget about all that stuff. But innately, the whole idea is that we're all born that way. And that when kids start talking about, like, weird places and things that you're just like, I've never taken you here. How could you have possibly known? So there's a lot of stories out there, like creepy stories about stuff like that. But um, similar to that, like where kids are talking about something. And sometimes like, apparently like some those spirits can stay within the child, like their past lives or whatever. So. And I mean, and I, I that may kind of make sense because kids can't remember past a certain age. Like I can't remember earlier than like five, four, you know, like mm -hmm. there's just nothing. Um, okay, so I have a random question for you. So yeah. what is your favorite like spooky horrors kind of scary movie? My favorite horror movie? Yeah. Um, it's hard. <laughs> like super scary or like comedy? No, any or, level like, of it. Okay, it's really hard. I have a lot. So um, actually, my number one biggest thing is um, Freddy Krueger. So I realize I have one that I've watched over and over and over again, and I love. Yeah. It's The Others with Nicole Kidman. Do oh, you yeah. That? I love that movie. It was such a twist. Like, I yeah. was like, and I, so yeah, that that was probably one of my favorites before I got, like, extra scary. That one's good. I like that one. When that one yeah. came out, I was like, okay, this good. is this is a good, this is a jam. <laughs> the haunted house, the whole haunted house thing, and who mm -hmm. are you? Um i watching last night because i was like i need to watch a horror movie and bill was like this is boring and i was like boo you um damn it when i think about it i'll tell you but but um yeah freddie's my dude um i would have nightmares and everything when i was younger because my grandmother let me watch it way too early um and i would i still to this day i'm like i need all the freddie i can get he's the reason why i do not wear shirts that are striped across like still nope can't do it Black and white? Mm -mm. What? Okay, that's fair. Listen, he's a scary guy. Um, <laughs> oh wait, I have done I have done black and white, but like the colored stripes across. Okay. <laughs> I might. I'm thinking about. I know I said I wasn't going to do a costume, but I slightly was thinking about doing that just because they have like the oversized shirts. Yeah, that'd be cute. Boots and whatever, and I'm like, eh, it's, do a, it. it's a thing. Um. So. The story that I got um, from Africa. Um, okay. Well, this she got one is from, it's said in Swahili. Um, it translates as bat wing, which is a shape shifter, but it's called a popobawa. P-O-P-O-B-A-W-A. Um, -O -O -A. Don't okay. hate me if I said it wrong, but let me know, please. <laughs> so this thing typically visits homesteads at night um, but it can also be seen in the daytime. Um, it attacks men, women, and children, and it assaults, like it does physical assaults. Um, it does poltergeist type things to your home. Um, but the most feared um, assault that they have is sexual assault, which apparently it rapes, anally rapes men and women. So yeah, I was like, 
that's a twist on plot twist on like a demon or whatever right because i've never heard that before where it was like the demon will anally rape you unless it was like a succubus or something like that you know and those things typically like seduce you anyways but um so these people so people who are attacked are urged to tell others that they've been assaulted and um and are threatened with repeat visits by the demon if they don't tell other people. So it's almost like you better tell them that what I did or something like that, um, which I think is really interesting. Also, like usually you don't want them to say anything so you can continue doing it, but they want you to say it, or at least the demon does. Um, so this actually goes into they have these panics um, in different neighborhoods or I'm sorry if I'm using the wrong word there. Um, but in those communities, they have panics um, where people try to guard against the attacks by spending the night awake outside of their houses um, with their family and with their community kind of thing. I'm um, just kind of on a lookout, I guess, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the villagers maintain that Popobawa becomes enraged if his existence is denied. Um, he allegedly spoke to a group of villagers in Pemba in 1971. I don't know where Pemba is. I'm sorry, I didn't do my homework. Um, but apparently one of them spoke to a group of villagers through a little girl that was possessed. The girl called Fatuma at the time spoke in a man's deep voice and the villagers say they heard the sound of a car revving and rustling on a nearby roof. So poltergeist activity. Um, so reports, the first reports of this demon go back to 1965 on the island of Pemba. Um... Shortly after that, um, there was like a political revolution and he came, it came back up. So I was reading um, this being apparently shows up a lot during political times, um, political unrest and like voting times. It's really weird. I don't know. I would really like to go a little bit deeper and find out why this is like why, who came up with this and why they chose like political settings. Um, But there's been sightings that happened in the 70s, 80s, and the most recent um, was in 2007. So um, many of the legends on Zanzibar came from the colonizers and traders of the past, including Arabs, Portuguese, Indians, Chinese, Britons, Persians, and Africans. So interesting. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. Like I, I, I'm always, you know, I'm always trying to dissect like why do these people believe this? You know, like there's an answer, there's a reason for them to bring up this monster and things like that. So there's a, a lot of layers, I think, in that one. Okay, all right. That's, a, that's definitely, uh, the, the anal rape, I think, is what really caught my attention. It's very specific. Like, why why do you have a preference in, in, in taking someone's boonginity? Like, I don't... So here's my idea, right? Was, okay, so it said the legends, right? of that area came from colonizers and stuff like that. So part of me almost thinks that like, this was something that um, was used by colonizers as a way to control those communities when they came in and they would attack them. I'm, you know, like that's not, you know, I, I, to think that they probably didn't attack those communities in some kind of way um, would be silly. And so I kind of, I kind of almost feel like that was how they controlled those communities in the narrative there. And by using this creature as a way of saying like colonizers, you know, they'll come, they'll attack you. Um, men, their men will rape you, that kind of thing. And, um, 
And then also, I think that's also why they say that he wants you to say something when you're attacked because to spread the fear to spread the fear amongst the community so the attacker or colonizers are like here yeah we did that what i just couldn't hear anything for a second oh that's weird you scared me because i was like there's something spooky behind me isn't there (laughs) (laughs) the call's coming from inside the house no No! (laughs) oh my gosh uh scream thank you for that um but yeah that's just i don't know i don't know if that's true or not but it sounds like it has a lot to do with colonization and just trying to keep control of those villagers. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I, I'm I'm down. I believe it. Uh... <laughs> Are you like African goddessing yourself? Haitian goddess over here? <laughs> it looks very um, good. It looks very good. You look great. Um, hold on. I wanted to. I need to do spooky. Oh, God. Red light special. Okay, sis. Yes. Baby is yours. So, um, I, you know, I'll be honest. I'm very curious. I feel like there are so many different cultures, obviously, we didn't get to cover today. Um, but I feel like there's so many different urban legends, things that we're taught to be afraid of. Um, and I would love to hear about some of the other things that you guys are afraid of or have been told to fear because I'm sure it is crazy and wild and especially now that you're an adult do you still believe in these things um so just curious but anyway so thank you guys seeing bloody mary in the mirror with me going don't do that don't do that shit (laughs) so thank you guys for listening to our second episode of season three we are super excited to be bringing you all new content this season again as we always say and we truly mean if you want to hear something you want us to research something please let us know. Um, I personally am in favor of the Mandela effect. Like I didn't know that was a thing until Jabby told me, but there's so many things that fall under that category. So let's talk about what our perceived reality is. Can you jump dimensions, timelines, all that good stuff, um, just in keeping it in the spirit of October. Just This is me just trying to convince Jabby to do it. Yeah, yeah um, we're going to do it. That sounds awesome. All right, nice. So if you guys have anything you want us to talk about, let us know. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Snapchat. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the good stuff. Look for us, follow us and comment and go to our website, ebenices.com and let us know what you guys want to hear, what you're interested in. But, um, and if you are curious about my lovely earrings, we can, we offer that on Amazon. I'll put a link up about that. that. Um, But yeah, Jabby, anything else? Nope, that is it. I am excited. It's spooky season. Yay! (laughs) And don't forget to check out our Spotify playlist, rate, like, and let us know what you think of us. Have a wonderful day. Happy fall of 2021, just in case no one knows when we are in. But yes, enjoy the weather. Enjoy the pumpkins if you like that. And if not, enjoy uh, getting ready for Halloween. All right, guys. Have a good one. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Oh, the Ebenezer Podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions. <laughs>